you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And this is the NFL Inside Report. There's a handoff to Elliott coming right. A big sack, Martin Block, and he blows through. He walks the dog. Touchdown, Cowboys. A week two win where Dallas dominates on the ground behind Zeke and Tony Pollard. Not only did you have some attention on Ezekiel Elliott this game, but you were allowed a guy like Tony Pollard, who we've seen in the past, has got you the burst. I think it was the 8.4 yards per carry that really stood out to me. And so then you've got, as you can imagine, sports talk conversation this week. Well, get rid of Zeke. We're not there yet, Dallas. Jane Slater with a look at how the Cowboys run game got its groove back. Plus, a dramatic win on Sunday night football for Baltimore. I have very recently talked to a member of the Ravens team who was someplace else. And he said, a lot of teams talk about team. But this team really lives it. Aditi Kingabwala detailing how trust prevails in Baltimore on every level in Lamar Jackson, now and for the future. But we begin with the Cowboys. Win number one, getting back to their roots on the ground. 198 yards rushing for Dallas against the Chargers, most by a Cowboys team since the 2019 season and paced by third-year running back Tony Pollard, who notched his third career 100-yard game. Ezekiel Elliott added 71 yards, all a big departure from the 77 total rushing yards week one in Tampa, as Jane Slater has followed closely. Do you feel like this rushing effort from the Cowboys was more a result of a greater commitment to the run game or just more of game plan for the Chargers game flow as it was going on? Well, I think a a couple of things were happening there, right? Uh, I think defensively, we had talked about it heading into the week. They were going to be a softer front than what we saw from Tampa Bay, which had three really stout defenders uh, up front. I think getting Zach Martin back helps. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott told us that when he's running through that line, the person he's looking for is Zach Martin. And they're looking very smart this week. I, I know it felt like the sky was falling, 
when we talked about Terrence still at right tackle, but I tried to pump the brakes for people heading into this one. People smarter than myself that has worked with these guys, either it be an offensive line trainer in the offseason or former personnel or teammates, would sit there and tell you that Terrence Steele won offseason awards because he was one of the most improved in the weight room over the summer. And I know that that's sort of dismissive, but when it catches the eye of guys like Dak Prescott and when you've got a guy like Zach Martin who's saying, it's not that I don't want to play right guard, it's just I don't need to essentially Mike McCarthy was saying by having him stay at right guard, yeah, he's going to help right out tackle. Terrence Still, yeah. and he's going to help out your center. And if you go back and you look at that Tampa game, Tyler Biotis, the center, was getting tossed around by Vita Vea. Uh, when you look at every time they tried to move the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, I think on over 50% of the runs, he was going up against you know eight men in the box. And so I think... Not only did you have some attention on Ezekiel Elliott this game, but you were allowed a guy like Tony Pollard, who we've seen in the past, has got you the burst. I think it was the 8.4 yards per carry that really stood out to me. And so then you've got, as you can imagine, sports talk conversation this week. Well, get rid of Zeke. <laughs> it's not that simple, right? <laughs> I mean, when you look at his contract, they paid him two years early, $90 million contract extension. The way that this thing is structured – it's like Tony Romo type dead money. Tom Pelissero and myself were going over the numbers yesterday because I was just curious for purposes of discussion this week. It's cheaper to keep them at this point. And I would point out that when you go back and you look at that Tampa game, when they want to actually throw the ball, he was protecting Dak in a lot of those situations. So we could get the ball in guys like Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb's hands. Right. So there are a lot of variables there. You mentioned Zach Martin back healthy. You mentioned the fact that Vita Vea and Dominic and Sue weren't sitting up there in the interior of the Chargers defensive line. But in terms of commitment, is this more the form that the Cowboys offense would like to take moving forward? They would like to do this every game where it was. Right. If you look at the, you know, if you look at the team stats, their rushing plays or passing plays were about 50-50. And right. you don't want Dak throwing the ball for over 400 yards in every game. I mean, it's kind of crazy when we're talking about Dak's line uh, this week. It was, you know, what, just a little over 200 uh, throwing yards. Yeah, he was, he, a, he was efficient, but it just wasn't like super explosive, right? Right, which is so funny because even when he's got a game where it's like, well, it wasn't his best game, they were still able <laughs> to get it done. I think a lot of times Cowboy fans and even this team have had to have Dak Prescott put on his Superman cape and save them. And it was nice, I think, to see in this game, other guys step up. And Jane, in terms of Tony Pollard, who obviously is, you know, his third career 100-yard game, first since, I think, 2019, in a game against the Rams where both he and Zeke went over 100 yards. What's the coaching staff's feeling uh, about Tony Pollard and how has it grown uh, kind of in his during his young career here? They've always had a high opinion of, I mean, this guy was, I think he was what, third or fourth rounder when they picked him, uh, very much like Alvin Kamara. Pollard is a wide receiver coming in motion. They give it him in a fly sweep, coming right to the goal line, reaches it across, touchdown Cowboys. You know, sort of overlooked, change of back. I keep looking at, and I know you keep up with the Saints and, and I cover them. Look how efficient they were at their run game when they had Mark Ingram and they had Alvin Kamara. Two yep. very different backs that gave you two very different options. You know, look, I, I know this. the Ezekiel Elliott situation doesn't help the argument uh, about running backs. And, you know, as it was pointed out to me by one coach, you can find running backs. Right. <laughs> and, you know, the Cowboys, 
and the Saints have shown you that you can find uh, running backs late in the round. And I was also, you know, when I, I brought up this hypothetical of moving off Ezekiel Elliott, I was reminded, we'll ask the Atlanta Falcons if they would have done the deal again with Todd Gurley. And mm. they probably wouldn't have. And I just remember we were going through this whole Ezekiel Elliott conversation. I kept reporting the Cowboys didn't feel like Ezekiel Elliott deserved, or Todd Gurley deserved Todd Gurley money. And then, of course, they paid Ezekiel Elliott Todd Gurley money. Right. I just wonder how much they regret it. But I would also submit that in the absence of this offensive line in recent years performing the way they've needed it to, let's not overlook his contributions. Now, Again, on the flip side, should you pay a pass pro running back, all, you know, all that sort of money? I just think he does a lot of things for you. And so if your attention from opposing defenses is going to be on Ezekiel Elliott, allow that to either open up the passing game or allow that to allow you to get some pop from Tony Pollard. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think it is kind of interesting, um, you know, to follow this storyline with Pollard and Zeke kind of really showcasing a nice one-two punch in this. Like, could you anticipate that kind of backfield share, that kind of share within the carries, within touches moving forward for both these guys? Absolutely. I mean, they did it not last year, but the year before. And remember, that was right. when it was working. And then we even saw when Zeke was struggling last year, them going to Tony Pollard more. So I think... yeah. I, I think fans want to see more of Tony Pollard, and I think this team wants to see Tony Pollard. The fact that they 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 play um, the run styles play off of one another is very useful, especially for game plan, and um, and the fact that you don't have to get you don't have to lean one way or the other too, because you know Tony can run all the concepts, and LC Zeke can run all the concepts. So uh, with the balance we we're looking for, I think Zeke was what uh, forty-four plays, and Tony was uh, uh, twenty-one. So I mean, that's in this. It's a long year, so that I, I really like the combination um, that we're using there. So I, w- I would say they complement each other very well. But I think again, it just sort of goes back to you know what what opposing defenses allow and and what the game dictates. Well, players like Michael Parsons do not grow on trees, Jane Slater. They are unique. They are rare. We call them, you know, unicorns at times because they seem fictional guys that have that kind of versatility with that rare type of athleticism like Parsons does. And I'm telling you, there are not many off the ball linebackers that can line up as an edge defender and hold up for the majority of the game like he did and put consistent pressure on the passer like he did. What were some of the rave were some of the reviews from the Cowboys coaching staff following his performance against the Chargers? Well, you know, I had one uh one insider in the building tell me when I said I, how, what does this rookie remind you of in terms of being so impactful so, so early on and they said Clay Matthews, which I thought was really an impressive comparison. It's a great one. And then ahead of this one, I just decided to reach out to DeMarcus Ware who I know had done some work with him in the offseason. I said, just shoot it to me straight at that point off the record. Is this a guy that you could really line up at edge? And he said, absolutely. He's like, this guy has got sideline to sideline speed. He's got Mm. the pass rush moves. But given that he's not used to the beating that that position sometimes required, he had posited the idea of using him more like the way he was used, hybrid 3-4, have him disrupting the quarterback, not necessarily getting to him, um, and then helping him account for more of these one-on-one situations. And so when you look at last week, let's see, 50, 55% of the defensive snaps, 27 times in pass rush, nine times right. in uh, rushing, D three times in coverage. Now, it didn't didn't hurt that you didn't have Brian Belaga there at right tackle, 
But there's been a lot of talk this week as we preview the Eagles game. Do you put him in a spiral? Mm. Uh, in other words, mimicking the quarterback with Jalen Hurts, you know, since he's such a mobile quarterback and, you know, putting speed on speed. I then went to a couple of defensive coordinators in the league that I really respect, and they said, well, you have to consider it. You know, he might be a really favorable matchup against running backs or tight ends. And then, you know, this week you've got Miles Sanders. Doesn't look like you may or may not have Zach Ertz because he's in COVID protocols with Dallas Goddard. Right. Would he make more sense there? I was told, find someone else to be the spy, hide and disguise him better, which is kind of what you did, what they did last week. And that's what I kept being told about Micah, hide and disguise, hide and disguise. And Mm. I kind of, again, using a Saints reference, why commit him? Because, you know, there's been some talk here, uh, why not just line him up at end every week until you get Demarcus Lawrence back? You know, you've got Randy Gregory there. Do you put him in? And I think my thing is the element of surprises is big for a guy like Taysom Hill in New Orleans on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe the Cowboys can utilize this special skill set of like a pure athlete and moving him around where opposing defenses don't necessarily know where he's going to line up. And it certainly helped, by the way, yeah. that you had Jalen Smith really stepping up this week and Leighton Vander Esch. The way that they utilized him for whatever reason helped us see from burst from these guys that we really haven't seen in a while. Well, see, Jane, this is why you're you're one of the best because we sat there and at the end of July talked about the uh, the interest in using two backs with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You talked about the imp- the way the defense had been improved and, and was playing in camp early, and we're starting to see it all come to fruition. This was like a storybook seven days in between or 10 days in between week one to week two. It was everything that Cowboys fans wanted to see improved defense and improved run game. Now, can they continue it? That the story I know you will continue to follow. Thanks for being with us. Jane Slater. Appreciate it, Rhett. Still to come on this episode of NFL Inside Report. This offseason, John Harbaugh was talking about how every move the Ravens were making and what they were considering, they were looping Lamar Jackson in. They were talking to him. The trust that's been built between Lamar and his coaches in this franchise and how it points towards his future with the team, next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A belief in Baltimore, a collective trust with the Ravens, one that all centers around quarterback Lamar Jackson. One that Aditi Kinkabwala has been following since the Ravens drafted Lamar in 2018. So Aditi, it was, you know, it was so much fun when Mark Ingram was a part of this Ravens team and he'd come out after games. We'd get the the big trusts, right? Woo woo! You know, with his, his whole relationship with Lamar. About that. Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. And I feel like even though he's not there, trust sure is. I think we saw that in a big way with John Harbaugh yelling at Lamar, do you want to go for this late, right? And then, of course, he says yes, and then he delivered. So how does that trust, how have you kind of seen that trust develop? So none of this is new. In fact, this offseason, John Harbaugh was talking about how every move the Ravens were making and what they were considering, they were looping Lamar Jackson in. They were talking to him. And all of that is this idea of Lamar Jackson has ownership over this team as well. He is fully invested in this team. He's not just a player who is punching a clock and doing what his coach tells him to do. And as for that game, we all knew Harbaugh was going to go for it. (laughs) I mean, the math said to go for it. Harbaugh is going to go for it. But simply asking Lamar, again, creates this investment from this player, creates this ownership from this player who's not just a player, it's all a team. And I can tell you this, I have very recently talked to a member of the Ravens team who was someplace else, and he said, a lot of teams talk about team, but this team really lives it. And you even see it in the way that the coaches work out in the fitness room or the the workout room, the weight room. And it's, well, if the players are going to work their tails off, then the coaches are going to work their tails off too. You know, and I think we saw that, and I'm sure you've seen it by now, that that really impassioned uh, John Harbaugh locker room speech right after the game. Like, you want to what? Go for it because you went for it all game long and that's how we win. And it's just like, it just feels like more than an instance of trust and an instance of, um, you know, believing in each other. It really feels like more of a philosophy, like within a franchise, almost like a founding principle, right? Well, 100%. And you know what? It's it's funny because we talk about players, coaches. And I think that, Rhett, you've heard me actually say this for a few years. I probably said it on air with you. John Harbaugh is a players coach to the T yeah. and doesn't necessarily get the credit for that because of what he, I mean, you know, like, He's like everybody's uncle, right? Like, doesn't he look like this nice guy on the (laughs) sideline with his glasses and they fog up and he talks about his wife saying that he was wearing the dorky glasses and, you know, all of that. But at the end of the day, 
John Harbaugh wears Anthony Levine or Lamar Jackson's clothes because he wants to support their clothing line in red. I don't know that you would be caught in any of this stuff because some of it, I mean, love both of those guys, but not necessarily the most fashion forward stuff, especially for a, um, you know, person of John Harbaugh's uncle type quality. But he does that because he supports his players and he's got his coaches' backs and I mean his players' backs, excuse me. I mean, there was a year that John Harbaugh didn't talk to me because he was so upset that I reported something about Rolando McLean's workout and he didn't even end up signing Rolando McLean. He just didn't like that I said what I said, which was totally true, which he admitted about a player. So this is a coach who completely does every single thing that he can to build a certain brand of chemistry to show his players he has their back. And if he has their back, then of course they're going to run through a wall for him. And let's also not forget to give Lamar Jackson credit for this because he is just that guy also. So that's the next piece of this, right? Because first it's trust from Harbaugh to Lamar. He's a great player. You know, he's a great player. He's a great guy. He's a great competitor. You know, he's just, I've never been around a more competitive player, you know, uh, gotten to the point where you, I, there's a lot of trust there, I think, you know, hopefully it runs both ways. So um, that's what you, that's what you want to have. And then it's trust from Lamar within his own capability, within his own talent to say, nobody else but me is going to touch this football with the game on the line. And that was clearly their best option anyway, right? <laughs> Well, of course. And you know what? Sometimes players get dinged for this. And I think there's a fine line between being a distraction and being the guy who says, of course, I want the ball in my hands. And, you know, I used to talk about this with Antonio Brown a lot. And AB used to get, you know, sort of dinged for this idea that in the huddle, he'd say to Ben, throw to me, throw to me, to Ben Roethlisberger. But AB would always say, if I think I can score on every play and I want to help my team that badly, am I doing a disservice to the team by not saying, hey, let me help us? And so Lamar obviously is not, you know, nearly as sort of, he doesn't get necessarily the same rap for saying, I want the ball in my hands. But I think that he also has the ability to do that because he recognizes his teammates. And if you go back to that same game Sunday in the post game press conference, when he's in the room and John Harbaugh is talking and Harbaugh is talking about Lamar Jackson, Lamar interrupts and says the O line, make sure you recognize that O line. And when Harbaugh starts talking about the O line, Lamar's like, they were great. They were great. And remember with that O line, Al Villanueva, who was signed from the Steelers, the longtime Steelers left tackle had been playing right tackle because Ronnie Stanley got hurt. Al Villanueva moved over to left tackle, which he hadn't practiced obviously all all camp looked way more comfortable there. You know, like there were a lot of, there was a lot of movement. You had Pat McCarry playing on that right tackle, you know, like all of this, it worked out so well. And Lamar didn't waste one second making sure that everybody knew, Hey, the line deserves credit as well. It's not just him being this dynamic superstar. And then kind of another piece of this whole trust thing is the trust in his ability to improve certain aspects of his game. I think, you know, downfield passing, um, you know, outside the numbers or outside the hash. uh, We've seen all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I kind of saw within the framework of this game, Aditi, like, you know, had the two early interceptions and then is able to flush that and come up with some huge plays down the field, late game, in clutch situations, areas of the passing game that weren't always his strong suit, 
right? And then, you know, when they need it the most, he figures it out against the Chiefs, whom he'd never beaten. Shotgun snap to Jackson, back to pass, rush coming, steps up, jump throw down the middle, Brown is wide open, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Ravens. Right, it's all part of the pot here. Truly, this is one of the best facets of a really tremendous personality for a quarterback. It takes me back to, you know, his rookie year, I covered him a ton. This is when Joe Flacco was initially starting, his back was hurt, everybody was ready to run John Harbaugh out of town. I believe that he was four and seven. And then Harbaugh ultimately says, okay, well, let's go with Lamar. And the Ravens don't lose again until they get to the playoffs. And they get to that playoff game and it's at home in Baltimore and they fall terribly behind. And Joe Flacco actually, I mean, I remember being in the box at halftime and Joe Flacco comes out and he starts throwing. And I'm just, I think I was texting I believe it was Tracy Wolfson who was on the sideline. And I was like, oh my God, is Flacco about to start? Like, what's going on down there? (laughs) And there was sort of a meeting of the minds. And James Urban, who was the quarterback's coach, talked to John Harbaugh and said, look, if Lamar is our guy going forward, then what do we have to gain right now by putting Flacco in? And what do we have to lose? And I actually got to talk about this with Harbaugh after the game in the locker room. And he was like, this team wasn't built to necessarily win the Super Bowl. So it was more important to think about the future than it was to think about just this one win on this one day. Right. Because likely the next week, they I believe that they were then going to, would have gone to New England. I just think that it was sort of a long shot. And sure. so the Ravens said, okay, we are with Lamar Jackson. We are all in on Lamar Jackson. This is it. And then if you remember, sure, the defense changed, but Lamar Jackson did score two late touchdowns, I believe, or lead the Ravens to two late touchdowns in that yeah. game, in the fourth quarter, in the playoffs. And again, this is a guy that doesn't give up. This isn't a guy that thinks he's ever out of a game. I mean, it goes back to that amazing Monday night football game that I was in last year against the Browns. Jackson in the gun. Five on the line. Shotgun snap. Fourth and five. Runs on out of the pocket, pass the hash mark on the numbers, downfield throws, it's caught at the 20, wide open is Brown, he goes from the 10 to the 5, it's a touchdown! Baltimore comes right back and they get the touchdown pass of 44 yards! That back and forth crazy battle when oh my gosh Lamar goes had, into the locker room, um, comes you know, back out, cramps, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told us they were cramps, but you no, know. Sure. One way or the other. <laughs> uh, he came back and that's all that really mattered, I think, in that one. Um, And so I think you put all this together and then the final piece of this trust puzzle is an institutional trust from the franchise as a whole in Lamar for the future moving forward, right? And that's what we've been following, the contract. When's he going to get the contract extension? Is it going to be the Josh Allen type? You know, Is it going to be the Patrick Mahomes type? I don't think anybody's touching that money at this point, but still, it's going to be way up there. And while... I don't know. I never really felt any real doubt that this was going to happen at some point for with, with the Ravens and Lamar performances like these, like we saw on Sunday night with, you know, the highest paid player in football on the other side certainly has to make you feel better about it. There has never been any question right. that the Ravens are committed to Lamar and that Lamar is committed to the Ravens. And quite frankly, you know, it sort of surprised me that the Josh Allen deal got done first because All three of these young men, Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and Josh Allen in Buffalo are kind of like in my wheelhouse. I live in Pittsburgh, and so they're all, you know, within basically three or four hours of me. And I kept saying that I thought Lamar would sign first, and that's because I think Lamar cares the least 
about being the guy that sets sort of the mark, the standard, the, you know, Lamar has a great sense of what is enough. And also this idea that I need people around me. I need my team to have enough money to be able to get everybody that I need around me to make this go, that he's not going to win completely by himself. So I don't have any doubt that this is going to get done. I don't know that Lamar is going to break the bank. I think that what we've seen the Ravens sort of do with contracts recently is not necessarily make their guys, like you look at Mark Andrews, not necessarily make them the highest paid player at their position, but give them maybe more guarantees or longer guarantees than anybody else is giving right now. And that goes back to exactly your point, Rhett. Yeah. We trust you. We buy into you. We are committed to you. You are committed to us. And, you know, it's just... Look, there are 32 different clubs that do business in a completely different, you know, in 32 different ways. I think that the Ravens are being very consistent in how they coach on the field, how they behave in the locker room, what they do in the weight room and in the cafeteria and how they handle the negotiations. Big trust. Woo woo. Uh, here we go. We'll see it all come together. I have one of those the shirts, by the way. <laughs> no, yeah, you better. Um, <laughs> all right, Aditi, uh, you and my guy, Mike Yam, the Yammer, um, are doing a phenomenal job on the NFL Explained podcast uh, where, you know, we you get to answer questions about the NFL, questions that you've wondered, that fans are wondering, that everybody's wondering, and you guys have the answers. So tell us what's uh, what's coming up and what questions you guys are answering here in the future. So we did do how every single NFC team got its name and we did how every AFC team got its name. And we just, since we're talking about the Ravens, the last episode we dropped was on goalposts and everything about them. Why are they yellow? Why are the uprates 35 feet in the air? And you know what? They're 35 feet in the air because of Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker. Get out of town. But why are they 35 feet in the air and not 40 feet in the air? And, you know, it's it's all... What's so cool about this is that this is evergreen stuff. It doesn't matter when you listen. It won't ever be old. It's stuff, like you said, that maybe you wondered or maybe you didn't, but now you'll be sort of glad you knew. It's great for (laughs) bar trivia, great for Jeopardy. We did an episode on how every AFC team got its name. And that very night, there was a question on Jeopardy about one of the things that we talked about, Get which out. is the Steagles. Really? Yes, when the Steelers and the Eagles had to join together because of the war and why they were called the Steagles. And then that was a Jeopardy question. So listen to Mike Yam and I, and you'll have fun and you'll laugh and, you know, you'll learn some stuff. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, check out Aditi Kinkabwala and Mike Yam on the NFL Explained podcast. Lots of fun. And so was this, Aditi. Appreciate your time. Always. Always a pleasure. Ask anytime, Red. Still to come, the news you need to know around the league. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now for some news. Broncos edge rusher Bradley Chubb is headed to injured reserve. Our James Palmer reporting surgery to remove a bone spur in his ankle is needed for Chubb, who will now miss at least the next three games likely more but Palmer reporting the Broncos do expect to have Chubb back at some point this season and on the next episode of NFL Inside Report James Palmer back with us with some further detail on Chubb's injury how the Broncos will survive without him and why the vibe around this team is much different than recent years following their 2-0 start to the season Today's episode was produced by Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka. I'm your host, Brett Lewis. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.